0: gee you found us welcome to let's talk about it have you ever had the thought why isn't anyone talking about this i always have this thought and had this feeling and decided you know let me just do it let me create a podcast somewhere where i can revise my thoughts come back to it and View it as a listener. My first podcast and vocal journal. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Tay Roseman. And if you like this information, please be sure to follow, like, share with your friends, your family. And listen to these beautiful gems. I think think they'll appreciate you. (laughs) So today's topic and the title of this podcast is F your dreams. (laughs) Who asked you? I'm sure, I'm sure most of you all have experienced this. Where you have, you know, shared a dream that you had and, you know, you were super passionate about it. And the person wasn't receptive and they were like, oh, you know, you have to be more realistic or, you know, that's far fetched. That can't happen. And, you know, the the naysayers, we always have the naysayers. And the reason why naysayers have so much to say is because they are afraid They are afraid. They are either insecure. They are trying to perpetuate their views and thoughts off onto you because they don't feel like they have the ability to do it themselves. I'm sure you experienced it. Um, I think that's just a humanly thing. And, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in the position of being that person. To say, you know, you should be more realistic or whatever the thought is. And I come to the realization from listening to different podcasts and stuff like that, that we have more control over all of it. From the dreams to our lives, to the relationships that we are in and out of, we are in control of it. And we have more power than we really realize. I'm deciding on speaking about myself first. I'm 29 years old. I'll be dirty 30 in January. And by the time you're listening to this, my birthday may have passed. January 15th is my birthday. The thoughts that go through my mind is, you know, I had this main naysayer that continues to ring in my mind. And I used it as motivation, right? right? Initially, I allowed it to take control over me. And then at one point, I took control over it. I no longer allowed it to fuel me in a negative way, but I allow it to fuel me in a positive way. So as a young kid, growing up, I've always wanted to be a doctor. You know, most of our families pushed to be doctors or lawyers or, you know, all those different things. But for me, in my heart, I always felt like I was going to be a doctor, thought I was going to be a physician. I had been saying that since I was seven years old, all the way up to up into, I think, maybe 18 years old. And realized I don't see myself in this position. The dreams of being a doctor. I can't visualize myself in this space. And for me, I always wanted to view myself being in positions for my life. I've always wanted to see that. So when I didn't see that for a job, somewhere where I would go to every single day and say, this is what I love to do. I didn't see that being a doctor was going to be it for me. (laughs) It just wasn't. It just wasn't. So the funny thing is, I knew what my passion was but I continued to push it down because society told me being into hair was going to do X Y and Z and demasculate you and you aren't a man and all these stupid things and that's that's a, a woman's job and just all of these different negative things and I'm like Making someone look and feel good is a woman thing? Like, are we really talking about this? Really? And for me, as a child, of course, I allowed that to mold and shape me. Well, fast forward to I went to Barber College while I was in high school. And my mom... Because my sophomore year, I just wasn't engaged in high school and she wanted me to be into something because she didn't want me to be in the streets. So she enrolled me into Barbara College. But the funny thing is I was into that. Now, of course, I didn't want to go at that particular time, but I did want to go. Like I did want to go to Barbara College, but her interpretations of it was that I didn't want to go to Barber College. That was the best thing I could have ever done. I mean, and and that's what I wanted to do. The timing just didn't match the way I wanted it to because I wanted to, you know, enjoy my best life during the summertime, you know, not go to school. However, that changed my trajectory and my views. And all of those things. And realize that. I love this more than I thought I did. And then having the ability to learn anatomy and physiology and stuff. And you get to balance. You know the medical standpoint. And the beauty standpoint. And it comes together like this. Oh man. Talking about being in heaven. However. In the back of my mind, I still wanted to do hair. I wanted to be a hairstylist. I wanted to make people look and feel good because it's not just making the men feel good or the women, I mean, you know, not just making the men feel good, but I also wanted to make the women feel just as good. For me, I also connected to women on a deeper level than I did with men. Hey, it's always been that way. And you just kind of lean into it and let that be what it is. So fast forward, I graduated from high school early, a semester early, after failing. (laughs) And I finished barber College. And now it was time for me to go to college. And my mom was like, you know, I get that you love and you're passionate about this, you know, Barber College and you want to do this as a career and stuff like that. But I still feel like you should go and at least experience what it's like to go off to college. Because you don't want to regret it later on. Man, talking about gems, but that's why you are supposed to listen to your leaders, because they've been there, they've seen that, that they've done that. This is nothing new under the sun, as they say. So I was like, you know, contemplate. And at the very last minute, I was like, okay, I'ma just go, I'ma go. (laughs) And I went to Wilberforce University, the first HBCU, private HBCU ever built. I liked the energy that was there. It wasn't the prettiest place in the world. But when I say the energy was impeccable, it was impeccable. And just to see people that look like me in these positions, the way that they are in, man, I, I loved being around that. And that sold me. So I went off to college. And of course, I lived my best college life. <laughs> Had so much fun doing my freshman first semester. Enjoyed it. Didn't do the best though in the classes. I wasn't engaged. I didn't feel connected. And for me, I wanted to feel connected and I wasn't getting it there as far as the education was concerned. However, I did get the energy of loving on myself, that self-love And I got that from friends. My friends and I, we used to, we had this uh, hill that was, they had like a little fountain that we would sit around and it wasn't any water coming from it, but it was like a memoir um, or a memorial for people that have passed. And that was a... To me, it was a sacred ground. Hey, I think that's what we can call it. It was a sacred space where we all shared our feelings, express our emotions, and utilize that to make us better. When I say we used to cry and hug each other and hold each other, love on each other, and all of that, oh my goodness, the energy was just impeccable because we were only like, what, 18 years old, <laughs> 19? I don't even know. I don't really, I don't even really remember because I just was locked into that moment. So came back home, break, um, lived my best life during my break and then went back to school. But when I came back home, I had the conversation. No, I think prior to that, I had the conversation with my mom to tell her that I wanted to attend cosmetology school. I told her the school that I wanted to go to and all of that good stuff. Right. I returned my second semester in college and I'm like, I'm just going to follow through and I'm going to do this. I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to do better this semester and all this great stuff. Right. And I call my mom. And we used to talk every single day, I call my mom and she was like, I just enrolled into, um, you know, your, the school that you were talking about pretty much. And I was like, Oh no, you didn't. She was like, yes, I did. And I start on this day and all of this stuff. And it was like maybe a couple of days after the time we were talking or the day after that we were talking. And I was like, I'm gonna call you back. <laughs> So I hung up with my mom. I called the school and I was like, I want to enroll. And right now I'm off in college. My FAFSA is tied up in this. How can I transfer everything? And they told me what I needed to do. And I did that. So I had to like disenroll. Um, They told me not to you know, attend any classes because at that point, you technically would be a student. But because I was just in the dorm, I technically wasn't, quote unquote, a student because I hadn't attended any classes. So that was a green light. I had, like I said, disenrolled, packed up my bags after I had confirmation that I was accepted into the school and drove that five and a half hour drive back home. Mind you, I was in Wilberforce uh, University, which is located in Ohio, and I lived in Chicago. Well, not technically Chicago, but I lived in Illinois near Chicago. I'm probably 20 to 30 minutes out from Chicago. I was in the suburbs of Chicago and went to school. Like I literally drove from one school to the other school and attended my first class. And they were like, well, they're just doing orientation and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to miss anything. I don't care if they're doing orientation. I want to be there for orientation. Like I was just way more driven to go to that school than I did to go to Wilberforce University. Like I wasn't as excited. And that was another sign to myself that this wasn't quite what I wanted to do, but I'm doing anyway, you know, a little reluctant. Fast forward to today. But before we fast forward, this is this is what came to me when I returned for the break. And that's the part that I missed. I had a conversation and at that point I had decided, you know, I'm going to change my major to business because I want to open up a business i want to be a salon owner and you know at least i can have barbers and you know hairstyle like i, I got the best of both worlds that was the, the thought the vision that's what i wanted to do i was set on it gun ho about it but i knew that i didn't necessarily needed to go to a school to obtain a business degree in order to learn about business or run a a business. So, look, reflecting on this, your boy was pretty smart (laughs) at 19 years old, 18, whichever, look, whichever age that I was, you know, pretty smart. So what was delivered to me was that was stupid um that's just a far-fetched train you know that's just a hobby you're not going to make any money and this and the third right and my words verbatim was watch me look uncomfortable pause huh but that's what i said i said watch me and just looked at them And I hope they still watching (laughs) because fast forward 10 years, you know, later, I did just that. I opened up my own salon. I have a salon spa located in Homewood, Illinois. If you are familiar, the space is called A Place of Zen, located 18360 Governor's Highway, Homewood, Illinois. Open that up January 18th, 2022. And it's almost a year. And maybe by the time you hear it, hear this, it would, you know, be a year. But had I listened to what the naysayer said, I would have had a completely different life. And I'm happy. I'm happy I, I'm married to my husband. You know, we built a house the same time we got married, built a house and built a salon all in the same year during 2020, where we had the craziest time of of life, period. <laughs> it, it, it was just a whirlwind. 2020 was. But for me, I say that that was a rebirth for everybody. It was the option to have a rebirth. So don't allow people to dictate your dreams. You are in control of that. Period. Period, period, period. Whatever you put your mind to, write that thing down. Be specific about the things that you want because that's what I did all the time. I was super specific and I, I was very intentional about the things that I say and how I said it. And not only that, I had created vision boards. On my vision boards, I was specific about the things that I wanted. And the introduction of vision boards was while I was in cosmetology school. Like, it was setting the tone of what my life was going to be like then. And I've implemented it in my life today. So all I can do is get my viewpoint of it, of course. But I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that you, too, can do this. You can do anything you put your mind to. And we get we have to stop allowing people to say what we're going to do for our lives, period. And look, I'm even talking to myself. Because I wanted to create this podcast as a vocal journal, so then I can reflect when I'm at my low you know, lowest points because that's normal, that's life, right? You're going to have your ups, downs, in-betweens and all of that. And in the same token, we need to have something in place where it can bring our levels back up. It can balance us and center us. You know, that's what's important. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Like I said, this is my first one. So if you enjoyed it, Please be sure to share with your friends, your family, your loved ones. This won't be the end. We'll continue to talk about these different things because I feel like it's important. It is absolutely important. And um, yeah, until next time, I love you guys. You all be safe. Live your best life. Live it, live it, live it, live it, live it. Because you only have one life to live. And you have to absolutely live it. Love you guys. Until next time. Again. (laughs) See ya.